This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. This episode is brought to you by Lola V. Lola V is an award-winning hair care line by none other than Jennifer Aniston. They offer clean, plant-powered products for every hair type and texture. I just did my whole hair care routine with all the products the other night, and I am obsessed. Along with incredible shampoo and conditioner, they have an intensive repair treatment that you can use once a week. They also have a lightweight hair oil. There's a leave-in treatment, and there's also a glossing detangling which I need because lately I want to do my hair in like a slicked back look, but my hair is too frizzy. Get 15% off Lola V with the code MOMROOM at www.lolav.com slash MOMROOM and Lola V is L-O-L-A-V-I-E. Tonight, only on Disney+. Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Swift, the Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tonight, only on Disney+. Plus. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Sorry, I just really felt like starting this episode like Dax Shepard. So that's what I did, because this is my show, and I can do whatever I want. I am in a weird mood, because I got my period a couple days ago. It's super heavy. I'm just lacking energy by the time the afternoon hits. I don't have motivation to do much. So I'm just kind of like dragging my feet. As I record this, it is just after noon on a Thursday. And I want to just snuggle up on the couch and put on one of those cheesy Netflix holiday movies. That's what I want to do. But then at the same time, I'm such a busybody that Sometimes my brain won't let me relax and I'm like, oh yeah, I have to do this. I have to do that. So yeah, it's like a battle, you know, just all these conflicting feelings, but enough about me and my problems, you know, like water running down my arms as I wash my face. I Like it's something that has bothered me for years, but I don't think I have ever verbalized it until I made that TikTok and the reel about it happening. Like, never have I discussed it with anyone, brought it up like, hey, does water run down your arms when you wash your face too? Like, it's just never come up. But it's such an annoying thing that happens twice a day. So how are we not talking about it, you know? Anyways, turns out there's all these products to prevent it from happening, which I had no idea. So I instantly ordered some of those wristbands on Amazon. We shall see. And then there was a small business that reached out to me on Instagram that actually makes sleeves that you put on to do your face care stuff to prevent that from happening. And I'm like, wow, these people saw a problem and they made a solution. Anywho, that's also what the person I'm talking to today has done. So today I'm speaking with Dr. Tyler Hanks. I asked him if he was related to Tom Hanks. He said no. He is a pediatric dentist that has the coolest kids dental clinic I have ever, or what do you call it, a dentist office? You know, I feel like there's multiple names that you could call it. Anyways, go to his TikTok or his Instagram at happytoothslc, Salt Lake City, and check out this office. It is incredible. It is so, 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 so cool. So his whole mission since he was in school to become a dentist 
was to try and create an atmosphere and an environment for kids to visit the dentist that wasn't so anxiety producing. He doesn't wear scrubs. Like he's just dressed like a normal person. There's a basketball court. There's bright colors. Like it's just the coolest. And it's not just the environment. It's also the way he looks at dentistry when it comes to children. I love when I get to have experts on the podcast and I can just ask them because I'm a mom of a young child. So I have gone through the first dental visit, you know, Milo having a cavity, all the things. And so I feel like I'm a good person to ask questions. And so we talk about, for example, is tooth decay the same thing as a cavity? Like, I did not know the answer to that question. Also, if somebody hasn't brought their child to the dentist yet, and they're like two or three years old, they're feeling shame, they're feeling guilt, they're nervous to bring them in, like, what's his advice for those parents? And when it comes to being a parent and oral health for your children, like, nobody told me how stressful oral health for my child would be when they are refusing to brush their teeth. Like, I panic. Oh my gosh. Like, I have to find my old TikToks that I used to make about the stressors of Milo not letting me brush his teeth. Not fun. But we have some great advice in this episode. Also, some, you know, I like when you talk to an expert and and then we realize that we're making a much bigger deal out of things than it actually is. You know, they like kind of ease our minds and our anxieties as parents. So if you're struggling with oral health in your home, you're nervous about it, listen to this episode because it'll make you feel better. So without further ado, please welcome Dr. Tyler Hanks to the mom room. Oh, and also I give him a little bit of shit because his AirPods died halfway through the episode. I hope my editor keeps that in. Johnny, keep that in because I like it. I swear to God, I'm like on a mission to end AirPods. Anywho, enjoy the episode, guys. Okay, so my first question is an easy one because I know you as Happy Tooth, obviously, from social media. And then when I learned your name, I was like, oh my God, is he related to Tom Hanks? (laughs) Great question. I wish I was asked that more often. I tell a lot of people he's my uncle, but I'm sure we're related, you know, some distant line. But no, not that I know about. I've never heard that last name before, other than him. Have you? I mean, other than myself, myself no? and him. No. Yeah. Like, it's I don't not know. a common I, I name. I just know my cousins. Yeah. It's a good name. I use it uh, in jokes from time to time with the little kids I see all day. Dr. Aww. Hanks, like, thanks. <laughs> I Just love it. full of dad jokes here. Yep. Uh, okay. The first thing I wanted to talk about was dental phobia and white coat syndrome. So white coat syndrome, we're often connecting that to physicians, like going to see a doctor. But the dentist is the exact same thing. They're usually in a lab coat. They have the lights on their heads. It can be, you know, a little bit scary. So why do you think dental phobia is so common, even in adults? And how do you guys practice dentistry differently to kind of prevent that from happening in kids? Great question. So I can give just my opinion on all these things, as well as some research-based evidence. As far as dental phobia goes, my experience as a kid, I was terrified. I think a lot more terrified of the dentist than 
my, my normal doctor, you know, the normal doctor, you're sitting on the table. Yeah. You might not have your shirt on or something like that, but it's not, you're, you're sitting up for the most part. Sometimes you lay back and, and I feel like that, that laying back being, being so vulnerable, just laying down, all you can see is the ceiling. You're not like, you're not really aware of everything that's going on around you, but the dentist is coming right towards your face. They're coming, you know, with sometimes this really big needle or, you know, something spooky like that, or these really loud sounds, even the, the suction. I remember as a kid being like this, such a new sensation, right? Going to the pediatrician, and I don't mean to compare a pediatrician to pediatric dentist, but yeah, I just feel like that, that sensation that I remember as a kid, all those new, just out of this world sounds and feelings as a kid, they stay with you. The evidence is there. Half of insured America didn't see a dentist last year. So half, 50% of people paying for dental insurance didn't go to the dentist last year. And I, I largely believe it's because of dental, dental phobia. We're all, we don't love having people poke around in our mouth. We don't love laying down. We don't love, I think in some cases, being told that we're not brushing our teeth the right way or enough. But also we carry with us some of those terrifying experiences as a kid of, and there's a lot of things we do to combat that and we can go through that. But I just, yeah, I remember, remember as a kid, I don't know how much prep work my parents did, but just being so terrified of all, all the things that is a routine dental visit and then definitely dental treatment. The sounds, like I'm 38 years old. I just went to the dentist yesterday for a cleaning. I'm like a very good patient. But it's the sounds. Like, I wasn't even getting a treatment thing done. And she was like, okay, I'm going to use this, like, water pick descaler thing. And I'm like, okay. And I'm like, oh, like the sound. It's like, and it's almost like the sounds makes my anxiety increase because I'm, like, waiting for something to hurt me, even though it's not going to hurt me. Yeah. 1,000%. So all those things, not not just the sounds, because... It might be sounds going into your mouth, but sometimes in, in a lot of dental offices, you're hearing the other drill or the other sounds going on in, in the room next to you because most dental offices have this kind of open bay format. So it's not it's not just sounds happening to you. It's the sounds around the office. I think it's the smell too. I think anyone would be like, oh, it smells like a dental office. They all just kind of smell a certain way. Definitely the aesthetic. And that is across the board just in healthcare. Like the environment is very... Sterile. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I got away from using that word because I said, I, I don't want dentistry to be sterile. You know, I don't want to be boring. People are like, hold, you got to have it be clean. Yeah. I want it clean, guys. <laughs> but it, it is sterile. Like dentistry, healthcare in general, the, the environment is often very boring. And so something we've done, you know, something I did after years of training and, and working at dental, di- different dental offices is I wanted to create a spot that the second you walk in, it doesn't look like, smell like, feel like, sound like a dental office. There are some things like the ultrasonic scaler you're talking about, or, you know, our little drill, I, I call it a, a brush, but our drill we use to, to brush out decay. You can't get rid of some of those things yet. We're not there yet from a technology standpoint, but there's so many other things you can do to mitigate that, like headphones or having, you know, the rooms that we're doing those things in be really private and soundproof. So 
Yeah, I mean, there's just so many details that go through about what we do and what I've done specifically to design a spot from start to finish that mitigate those those fears, both for me and parents and kids. Because parents will bring their own fears and give those just right onto their kids without really knowing most of the time. And so we gotta, I gotta play that game with both parent and child to alleviate fears. When do you recommend that parents bring their child to the dentist for the first time? Yeah. So the AAPD, the American Academy of Pediatric Dentistry recommends first tooth or first birthday as far as establishing a dental home. And I talked to, you know, lots of pediatricians. I talked to lots of doctors and definitely lots of parents. And I think a lot of people are surprised by that. Like they got like two teeth at that age. They got four teeth. And it's much less about we're trying to find decay. You know, it's, it's way more about establishing a home, a dental home, building trust, getting familiar with the spot and educating parents on healthy habits. I mean, there's some kids at 18 months old, I've had to take out all their baby teeth which seems crazy, but, but it's true. Or two years old, having to put 20 crowns on a kiddo. So education is crucial at that age, getting parents in with, with these young kiddos. But I, I use it way more commonly in my, in my practice here in Salt Lake City as a time to start to build trust with kiddos. Yeah. So what would a first appointment with a really young kid that maybe has like one tooth, what would that look like? Very similar to you know, the process of, of coming into the office and, and coming into the room, very similar to any other regular dental appointment. Now, whether the kiddo is one or three or five, six, seven, if they are just terrified the second they step in, we treat them all the same. We meet them where they're at. So if a kiddo, whether again, they're seven or one, they're just not having dental x-rays or they're not having the cleaning because this is all new we meet them where that you know we ask parents well how do you guys brush at home can you show us and for a one-year-old with two teeth similar process how do you show us how you brush at home and that's usually all we're getting done for a one-year-old is a little exam brush their teeth in some cases we do varnish a little fluoride varnish and oftentimes at that age where we're you know sometimes kids can't even walk yet when they're in our office mom's just holding them and we have moms hold kids that are five or six that are just that just are just terrified, and that's okay. That's kind of where we start. Is I don't know if every dentist does that, but that's my philosophy: is let's meet a kid where they're at, let's meet parent where they're at, regardless of the kid's age, and let's build trust and go from there. And now, you know, there can be urgent things that we got to work around and find a, a different plan for. But I found a lot of success in easing into all those crazy sounds and sensations that is a routine dental visit. I remember we took Milo, he's five now, and we took him when he was about 12 months old. And I remember thinking like, even if he just goes in and sits in the chair, like even just them sitting in a chair that's like kind of leaning back and the process of going into the office, waiting in the waiting room, like for me, it was just the experience. Like if he sits in the chair, like that's a win. But I did a ton of prep before bringing him to the dentist's office, like showing him YouTube videos about like kids going to the dentist, 
on Amazon, you can order like kid versions of dental tools and like they can pretend to do it in your mouth. Or I would always ask him, I still ask him like, oh, you have a dentist appointment tomorrow. Like how many teeth do you think you have now? Because they're going to count your teeth. Like trying to get him excited to go. And like, not to brag, but he's five and he has <laughs> zero issues going to the dentist. Love it. Zero issues. Is there anything else that you tell parents to do or you would recommend they do before they bring their kid for the first time? Great question. So, I mean, you hit on a lot of it. You hit on, you know, tell, show, do. They're, they're, we're gonna, I'm going to tell you what it's like. I'm going to show you what it's like. And then we're going to do it. And so parents prepping for that visit is awesome. And I can, I can tell the parents that have had those conversations beforehand the ones that haven't. And there's some kids that even with all the prep work in the world, watching Daniel the Tiger, watching YouTube videos, and let me just put a plug in for all the dentists that don't do social media. I have so many kids show up and parents show up. They're like, that's Dr. Hanks. You've seen him on, you know, you've seen him on those videos. And there's like this instant, like, oh yeah, I've seen him before. And I've seen him do exams before. And I've seen like, I've seen the space. And so kids like that alone is really one of the reasons I do social media is kids get to see me before they meet me before that scary moment. And it, it kind of facilitates that conversation. So just to add to kind of all the things that you mentioned, having a parent maybe go to the website and, it, you know, if the doctor doesn't have social media, go to the website and have the kid, be like, hey, you know, that's who, you, that's who you're going to see tomorrow. And because I think there's a lot of anxiety around meeting new people. And so if, if the kiddo feels like they've met the doctor or the team or the space, there's some less anxiety on that first visit. So yeah, I think you nailed it. But I think if I could just plead with a lot of dentists, get out there, get your face on social media. I was so scared of putting my face and all the stuff that I do on social media. It's so like my personal social media account, I think I got like 98 followers that I let into my life. Like I don't, but when I started to see the impact it had on kids before they even came in the office, like, okay, we're like, we're onto something here. So. It's basically like exposure before they go. And like you were saying, a dentist is unique in that it's like, here, you're meeting someone new and now lay back, open your mouth and we're going to like <laughs> <laughs> look in there. They have these sharp tools, but they're not going to hurt you. I promise. Yeah, I promise. Yeah. And I know we've held you down and given you shots your whole life, you know, but th these guys aren't going to do that. I promise. Same type of laying down, but yeah, I'm with you. This episode is brought to you by Magic Spoon. You guys know I have been very intentional with what we've been eating lately. I'm looking at protein, I'm looking at sugar content, and avoiding things like artificial ingredients or colorings. Milo used to always want pancakes or waffles in the mornings, and now he is getting into cereal, and I'm so excited because Magic Spoon is the perfect option. Their variety pack has four flavors, cocoa, fruity, frosted, and peanut butter. They have zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and only four to five grams of carbs per serving. They're made with wholesome ingredients, no artificial flavors or dyes, and I'm just so happy that he's getting a good amount of protein before he goes off to school. And it's a great snack for me and my husband too, because 13 to 14 grams of protein in the cereal, now you add a high protein milk, you're set. That is such a high protein snack or meal. 
I should also mention that it is gluten-free, grain-free, and soy-free. So go to magicspoon.com slash momroom to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code momroom at checkout to save $5 off your order. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. So try a delicious bowl of Magic Spoon cereal today at magicspoon.com slash momroom and use the code momroom to save $5. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode. This episode is brought to you by Little Spoon. It is 2024. As busy parents, it's hard to completely overhaul our lives, but what we can do is make small changes that will make our lives easier. And that is where Little Spoon comes in. Their goal is to make keeping your kid healthy feel like the easiest part of your day so that you can cut through all the drama of mealtime. Little Spoon offers baby blends, biteables, and plates. So baby blends is fresh, organic baby food. They have single ingredients, but also multi-textured purees to take the stress out of starting solids. Biteables make the transition to finger foods easy because they are cut perfectly to size, which promotes self-feeding. And of course, all the Biteables are healthy, balanced, and free of artificial junk. And then there are plates for your toddlers and your bigger kids. They are meals that are free of all the bad stuff. They taste amazing. Even the pickiest eaters will love them. They have things like hidden veggie mac and cheese, chicken nuggets, and adventurous things like pot stickers, gnocchi, and more. Little Spoon also has smoothies and build-it-yourself lunches. Did I mention it all comes right to your door? It is super flexible, so easy, and everything stores right in the fridge and freezer. You can pick up the menu and change up what you order every single time. The price is right. The quality is unmatched. You and your kids will love it. It's a huge win-win for your family. Simplify your kids' mealtime with 30% off your first order. Go to littlespoon.com momroom and enter our code momroom at checkout to get 30% off your first Little Spoon order. So what would your message be? Because a lot of my listeners have young children. What would your message be to parents who haven't taken their kids to a dentist and let's say their kids are two, three years old and now there's almost like a shame or like a guilt that's blocking them from going to the dentist because they fear like judgment or like, oh, I'm a shitty parent now. Great question. Like one, find a pediatric dentist. And that's not always possible to find a specialist in your area. Sometimes, you know, you go to the family dentist or general dentist and you might, you might feel, let me just, I guess you can feel judgment or feel like you're being judged any dental visit that you go to. But I feel like pediatric dentists, we're specialists. Like we've seen the worst of the worst. Like I've taken 20 teeth out on a three-year-old. There's really nothing that walks through my door that I'm like, wow, this parent is just worthless. Like that's me though. And and maybe you're getting that from other parents and and or sorry, from other, from other providers. But at the end of the day, take your kid in, it, regardless of their age, regardless of what's going on in their mouth. And if your provider judges you, go somewhere else. It's not the end of the world. You don't have to ever see them again because that's really it. Like You want what's best for your kid. And all we can ever operate on is the knowledge we have at, at, at the time we made a decision, right? So if we get new knowledge and it's like, oh, yeah, I should have taken them in. Okay, then take them in. 
And if life is happening, that's okay. Like I opened my practice peak COVID 2020. And so over the last three years, I've seen parents like, yeah, we haven't been to a dentist since pre COVID, you know, and there's some, there's some fear there. I instantly try to tell them like, look, I got four sons. They see a dentist every night and they all have cavities. So there's nothing that you could like say or do, or, or that I could find in your kid's mouth that is, you know, going to create this judgment or the superiority complex. Like I'm a dad, I got kids, they eat candy. I brush their teeth. They get cavities. It happens. Just get your kid in. And if you don't like it, go somewhere else. <laughs> it's true. I think a lot of times people feel like they don't have a choice. Oh, I, I'm seeing this person. I have to stay with this person. Like, no, you can you can switch. Let's talk about cavities and decay. First of all, I was going through all your TikToks last night, and I'm like, is a cavity? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really sorry you had to do that. No, it was great. I was having fun. Like the basketball court (laughs) in the office. Like I was like, yeah. So cavities and decay, are they the same thing? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they are. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I thought you were going to be like, no. (laughs) No, there's this. No, I mean, generally speaking, yeah. Like I I don't really know if there's a specific difference, at least as far as I'm concerned. I use them interchangeably. Okay. And so... The argument that a lot of people make, I think, is like my son has a cavity. We got it treated. When there's noticeable like decay or a small cavity, people assume like, why are we treating it? Because it's their baby teeth and they're going to lose them in a few years. So what do you say when people have that thought process? I love that. I'm like, well, then why, why am I here? Like, these are just baby teeth. You're right. Why do I have a job? Like, what am I doing? No. So I hear that all the time. And there's a couple different analogies I, I come back with with parents that depending on our comfort level, we, we go down different routes. But at the end of the day, your kid needs their baby teeth until some of the baby teeth until they're 12. Right. And, and we start seeing decay again, as young as one or two. And so, yeah, I, I guess it, it is a baby tooth and it's falling out. But with that logic, I mean, the adult teeth are, are going to fall out eventually too with the way you're, you're treating them. Like, so do you want your kid to have active decay that could lead to dental infection, awful pain, and or, or be toothless because of that for 10 years or five years? You know, if they're five and, and they got another five years of that tooth, do you want them to be toothless in that spot for half their life? By the time they're 10, they lose a tooth at five for half their life. That's like asking a parent, well, that's okay. I mean, it's adult tooth. Yeah, let's take it out at, at, at age 30, at age 40 or 50, and you're just not going to have a tooth there for half your life. Like that's, for a child, that is crazy to think about. But but just as a parent, like I don't want my kid to, to experience any more pain than, than they have to. That's what, that's what we're trying to avoid. We're trying to get kids pain-free. We're trying to, to build trust and fixed teeth way before it becomes a painful, infectious experience. There's another, you're going to get my public health background here, but there's another stat that's astounding. Two of them. One is that dental decay, dental disease is the number one most common chronic disease affecting children in the US, five times more common than asthma. It's the number one most common chronic disease affecting kids. Number two, dental pain is the number one reason kids miss school. Like 53 oh million God. school hours were missed last year from dental pain. So 
yes, they're baby teeth, but it affects your, your entire human body. It's, it's the gateway to your health. Your kid's going to need them for a long time. Even if they just need the tooth for another year or two, it's worth fixing. Wow. That stat is wild. I wonder if it's similar in, like I'm in Canada and I want to look into this now. Like, is it the same? And I, I was also curious about like accessibility of going to the dentist. Like, is it the same in the US versus Canada? Because there's all this talk about healthcare when it comes to going to the hospital or your family physician. But I was curious about dental stuff. Yeah, like access to care. Yeah. I mean, access to care definitely plays a role. But as far as decay goes, it's for a long time, we thought it was, you know, socioeconomic status or cultural literacy or healthcare literacy. How, you know, do you understand what causes decay? It's not that. Even in our most developed or our smartest neighborhoods, we're getting the same level of decay in kids or the, or the neighborhoods that have access to care. Again, half of insured America, they're paying for dental insurance, didn't see a dentist last year. So this is, this is a, a big problem. Yeah. I don't think it's unique to the U S I think it's pretty, pretty global, you know, access to care plays a role, but I really think it's the fear it's, it's, or, and not just fear, but maybe the priority, like, I'd rather pay for a cell phone bill than pay for dental cleaning or pay for, you know, to fix my kid's tooth. Getting decay or cavities, is it something that is, like, are some people just more prone to that happening regardless of how good their dental hygiene is? Yeah, great question. So I always talk to parents about five things that contribute to decay because it's multifactorial. One is genetics. Some people's saliva just doesn't combat the acids we consume as well as others. For example, I eat a strawberry, my mouth is going to be acidic on average, let's say for 30 or 45 minutes. You might have some people's genetics that can buffer those acids out in 10 minutes and it's going to, their teeth are going to be a lot healthier over, over a lifetime. If you can buffer out the acids that, you know, cause it's the acid, the acidic environment is where bacteria that causes decay grows. So the more frequent your mouth is acidic, the more frequent your teeth are going to get broken down. But yeah, so genetics plays a big role. And you can't change that. You can just be aware of, yeah, our family tends to get cavities easier. Because I've seen twins, fraternal twins that same household, you know, I see plenty of siblings, same household, same diet, same hygiene habits for the most part, they're young kids. But one can end up with crazy amounts of, you know, cavities and the other one spot free. Or I think yesterday, even I had a kiddo that mom's like, this kid just doesn't take care of his teeth and he never gets cavities. And then they have a, you know, a sibling, a sister that she's fantastic, flosses, brushes and gets cavities. Jags plays a role. How will we brush? How will we floss? Obviously play a role. What we eat and drink, I think plays a huge role. The kicker is kind of what I was getting into is how frequent is the mouth acidic and carbs and sugars are, is, is what our mouth turns into acid. And so if we're snacking on, you know, fruit, chips, cookies, candies, breads, crackers seem really innocent or milk, juice, those things like that. Yeah. Is this why you had the TikTok that said it's really beneficial to like swish water around your mouth after you eat? Yeah. Yeah. Water's an awesome buffer. Yeah. So, and, and I get plenty of kids or, or you know, plenty of parents are like, no, they don't eat any candy. You know, no, they don't do any carbs during the day outside, you know, outside of mealtime based on where we're seeing decay or, or, or 
No, I can't hear you anymore. Are we good? Yep. Am I in my headphones? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Okay. I'm so sorry that happened. <laughs> That's okay. Um, but I'm glad I had a back a backup set. Okay, but can we talk about AirPods for just like a quick second? <laughs> because yeah, why? Let's vent. Let's vent. I, I always get shit on because I use cords, okay? Yeah, and like, yeah. because of what I do, like I have meetings all the time. I record with people all the time. Like the AirPods, they're so expensive. And not once have I recorded with someone that has AirPods or had a meeting <laughs> with someone where they didn't mess up. So please, why do you have AirPods? <laughs> great, great question. Well, here's here's where I'm at is I don't do this ever. I never oh, use okay. these dang things. I have them for like flying. Like I don't, you know, just ease, you know, but I guess those bigger headphones are probably better. But plugging in, you don't got to worry about a battery. That's the way to do it. Oh, it's the best. You know? I remember I made this TikTok and it went viral and I was complaining about headphones. Like, I, I forget what it was. I was going to be like flying. And you know how Apple products, they always change. Like these Every headphones year. aren't compatible with an iPad and I have different headphones for my iPhone. It's like, yeah. anyways, I made a TikTok about that. And then everyone in the comments was like, who the fuck uses headphones with cords anymore? <laughs> I'm like, guys. <laughs> They're reliable. This is why. Yeah. 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 Oh my yeah. gosh. I'm, I'm super happy that I that I had another, another set just sitting around. Well, they were like 75%. They died in, how long has it been? 20 minutes? Get out of here. Look at that. And how much are they? Like My left finger, my, my pinky. I yeah. had to give up. Like, yeah, crazy. Exactly. Anyways, I just wanted to get that off my chest. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad we got that out of it. Yeah, we can move on now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's great. Okay. Yeah. One question that I'm so curious about, braces. So can a pediatric dentist or a dentist that's like taking x-rays, looking in a child's mouth, can you kind of assess whether or not they would require braces later on? For sure, for sure. Yeah. So, I mean, an orthodontist is a, is a dentist, you know, to start with. They go to the same dental school. We go to, you know, four years of dental school together and we, and there's a lot of general dentists that are doing orthodontics that just graduate from our four-year dental, you know, school and, and go out and do very basic orthodontic cases. An orthodontist that's only doing braces all day is a specialist. You know, they're looking, they're getting the cases. I mean, they're getting as many cases as they can, you know, the simple ones, but they're also getting the really, really complex ones. So long answer to, you know, to, yes, I can, I can look at teeth at the age of three and know whether this kid is going to for sure need braces or very likely need braces or, you know what, they got great space and they're on a great path to probably not needing braces. We look at teeth at the age of three and also can predict or even I can look at teeth and, and guess that this kiddo might have even airway issues, nasal airway issues. The more kind of compact and crowded those teeth are, the higher the palate, the smaller their little nasal airway. And I can I can look at a kid's teeth and be like, mom, is, this, is, is your kiddo snoring or mouth breathing? And, and kind of predict not just will they need braces, but also how many airway issues, how, how many issues are they going to have from this, you know, this really crowded, tiny little mouth? I feel like the airway thing, our last dentist was really into that stuff. And I remember bringing Milo in and they were asking me all these questions. And I was like, Jesus Christ, like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> don't like, does know. he grind his teeth? Like, yeah, does he yeah, snore? Yeah. And it's so important. And I feel like when we were growing up, that wasn't even a thing. 
hundred percent. Honestly, like through that's the funny thing is throughout training, it's airway, you know, a dentist should be able to identify potential airway issues, but we never learn how to treat it. So a lot of dentists end up not really screening for it or saying, eh, it's something we'll outgrow. You know, so when, when I was a kid and, and honestly, even as a provider early on, it was like, okay, I'm seeing severe grinding. This kid is grinding halfway through his teeth. Mom's saying they wake up at night a lot. They just can't get him to stay asleep. We're snoring or we're mouth breathing. I, I get a kid in my chair that's only mouth breathing. They're not congested, but they're just blowing air right into my face. It's awesome. You know, early on in my career, is like, well, hopefully we outgrow this. And we turn into adults that haven't outgrown it. So I actually hired an airway dentist. She's, she's on our, our team full time now to get kids as young as three into airway treatment to try to bring that palate bone back down and grow that maxilla the right way so that you're breathing right at a young age because mouth breathing or getting poor air at night is is terrible for your health and especially long term so yeah she's doing that and and it's awesome the cool the cool thing about airway dentistry is it can feed right into orthodontics if you grow the maxilla the right way oftentimes the adult teeth come in the way they're supposed to and you don't need braces and the treatment for that is usually like a retainer thing, right? That they wear at night? Yeah. So I got three of my sons in, in these little mouth guards that they just wear to sleep with. And it's it's designed to keep the tongue off of the palate and the cheeks off of the teeth to allow the, the arch to grow the right way. Sometimes we have these overcompensating muscles that are taking our dental arch from really, you know, this nice wide U shape to this like V shape. It's condensing and collapsing everything. And the only way, you know, the only space the palate can go is up into the nose. And so, yeah, my kids and, you know, airway treatment, you're just sleeping with this mouth guard for a few years. You're learning these different muscle exercises, myofunctional therapy to kind of correct those imbalances that are creating this really, you know, collapsed and condensed uh, maxilla. And is it super important to address it at a young age because that's when they're growing? thousand percent. Like are adults screwed? Not all the way, but it's oh. just a lot. It's a, <laughs> a lot. <laughs> Basically, no. Um, it's just a lot. Well, one, it's a lot more expensive to treat an adult this way, to, to kind of grow things apart. And it's not just expand, expansion like orthodontics does. It's actually trying to grow that full maxilla to where it needs to be. And so, yeah, th there is treatment for adults. There's airway dentists treating only adults. It's just a lot more extensive and a lot more difficult to grow that maxilla and to correct those muscle habits at the age of 45 when you've ground through all your dental work versus the age of three or four. It's you sleep with a mouth guard for a little bit and kids are used to sleeping with binkies or thumbs or bottles, but much easier to correct and to kind of guide the, the growth the right way at three or four or five, you know, up to the, even the age of 12 is the time to do it. But the, so the sooner you get in, the better. Yeah, I should be doing jaw stuff, but I'm just like, oh my God, I can't even like imagine adding that to my life, you know? But when I was growing up, it wasn't like a thing. I got braces only on my top teeth. And so they were like, you could either A, break your jaw and like bring it forward. And I was like, well, I'm playing volleyball, so no. So instead, they took two teeth out on top and then just pushed my front teeth back. But now my jaw is so messed up because it's like back, but it should be out here. And my new dentist now, she's like, 
telling me all these different options. And I'm like, oh my God, like I wish I would have just broke my jaw when I was 19 and not played volleyball that year. But here we are. But you're 19. You're like, that's volleyball's life at that age, right? Volleyball's life. But that's the issue. Not that volleyball's life. That's a great thing. But is that is that we're like, ah, we'll outgrow it or or it won't be that big of a deal. And you're 38. I'm 34 dealing with these things for how many more years? Like 60 more years. We're just going to live the rest of our life with, you know, we got nice straight teeth. The orthodontist did their, their job, but it's not, it's not, it's kind of like dentists that are just looking at the tooth to fix and not zooming out and looking at the human connected to those teeth and the family connected to that human and the community connected to those families. So yeah, the, the sooner we can get in, it's a very simple thing to address. And it is wild because my jaw sitting where it shouldn't be is connected. Like I get pain, like temporal pain. I'm constantly clenching my teeth. I have sore neck all the time. Like the fact that everything is connected and you start to realize like, oh my God, you know, like, okay, my jaw isn't sitting in the proper place, but that leads to a million other issues. So hundred percent. Like, I say that a lot a lot to parents every day is is for some reason dentistry and medicine are separate and and not just our schools and our training but in almost everything that we do and in how we practice and in how we're treated with insurance companies or whatever it may be and I don't get it like the mouth is part of the body and but we're often treated like no it's not it's not connected but everything you just said is, is exactly that. 95% of systemic disease manifests in the mouth in some way or the other. The mouth is the gateway. It's, it's how we get all of our nutrition for, you know, to fuel the rest of the body. So, but it's very, it's very easy for people to understand that you know, if they have a bad ankle or a bad knee, over time, they're going to develop an imbalance you know, and, and their hip's going to hurt or their lower back. Same thing with your jaw. Same thing with your teeth. And so... Surprisingly, yeah, the mouth is connected to the body, even though sometimes in medicine, it's very separate. I know, like I dream of a world where your health, it's just like a health center and everything is there. Like naturopaths, Western medicine doctors, dentists, like just all the things in one place and that they communicate with one another. Yes. Because like you were saying, like medicine and dentistry is separate. And it's like, there's no communication. Yeah, like it's nuts. Not just provider to, to provider, but like the research, the, the academies, the, these big, large corporations that are, that are doing a lot of our, you know, guiding us in, in how we should practice. They're not connected. They don't communicate. So how are we, you know, from on a provider to provider level going to correct that? And that's actually one of the dreams I had early on in dental school is like, I want to create a spot that at the very least is me and a pediatrician, you know? And so, you know, kids are coming in for their wellness checkups and we, we look at the teeth and then vice versa. You come in for cleaning twice a year and you get your pediatrician in there just to, you know, check on you and you're building trust that way. It's a lot tougher to, to fulfill that dream than, than I ever imagined. Like logistically? Logistically, you know, billing insurance. I mean, you, you basically have to have two, you know, fully functional teams that are experts in two entirely different fields, it feels like, even though we're talking about the same kid, we're just talking about their mouth and everything else. 
you know, even just adding an airway dentist, I feel like was, was awesome for my practice. I can't imagine how cool it would be for parents to, to have everything you're saying. And I think, I do think that that is, is attainable. I think technology needs to catch up in how we, like our patient management systems, our softwares to be able to transfer information. But it's tough, like provider to provider across, you know, organizations, but they do it really well in hospitals. I worked in a children's hospital for two years and they do, they do transfer information really well. So the text there, we're starting to get there, but it would be really, really cool to have. And I think there are actually are some community health centers that do have like a dentist on staff and physicians, but it's not the norm. And I think there's, I think we could do it better and, and, and more, more often. One quote that I got from your TikTok that I loved was treatment without trust leads to trauma. Like that was so good. Can you explain what you mean by that just a little bit? Yeah. So, I mean, man, that, like those words, that phrase, I didn't know when I sat down to film that that's what would come out. But like, I feel like that is one of my missions on this planet is to prevent that or, or to really preach that truth that, yeah, treatment without trust is trauma that oftentimes, at least growing up, going to the doctors or going to the dentist, I, and I still, to this day, I have no idea what's happened, like what's next, what they're talking about. And so it feels like there's no, I don't trust anything that's going on. I'm on high alert. And so it might be something really basic, like just anything that happens in a, in a hospital or urgent care or physician or dental setting that, that just feels, I don't know what's happening. I don't know why I'm in this room half naked. I don't know what I'm wearing. I don't know why I'm laying down. I don't know what they're doing. There's been no explanation. I don't know how long I'm waiting or what they're looking at. And so something that could be really basic could be this, this thing that I carry for me or, or this trauma when, you know, in my practice and we're not perfect We're you know, every kid is different. Every parent is different, but we try to really, really set the stage for what the entire visit's going to look like from the second you walk in. And then we give you reminders throughout of, Hey, this is what's next. This is what we're doing. And I show kids every time we do something, I show them on their finger. I say, this is, this is what we're looking at. This is what it's going to feel like. And we're kind of trying to talk them through that communication is going to build trust, showing them, telling them, telling them where they're at in their experience. You know, you're halfway there. You, this is what follows. This is what we're waiting for. Builds the sense of like trust and like, okay, I know what's happening. I know what they're talking about. I know what's going on. And, and you'd be amazed at like the two, three, four, five-year-olds that come in terrified we talk them through things. We meet meet them where they're at, and we're able to do anything. We're we're able to take teeth out without a kid knowing or caring because they they're just like, yeah, I know, I know what's happening. I know I'm safe, and it can't be something that's just like, hey, you're safe. Listen to me. Trust me. Shut up. Open your mouth. That's not that's not how. But that's how we grew up doing it, right? So uh-huh. yeah, I think, and, and, and I don't think that truth is really like singular to just healthcare. I think that's, I really think that's the foundation of, of what happens with, with even childhood trauma is treating a child in a certain way without trust or without repair is going to lead to trauma or even with our partners or what, whatever it may be. So yeah, I really try to resonate and you know permeate that through, through how I treat kiddos and parents. Ah, mm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At caskers.com, we make this experience easy. 
Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. I think anytime you go into a medical provider's office, there's a power imbalance, even for adults. You know, it's like, oh, I'm the patient, like I'm getting help from this person, like I have to listen and you know, you know what I mean? And I think you not being in scrubs and just being in regular clothes that they would see their parents in, like it almost eliminates and like explaining everything to them and, you know, showing them the tools on their hands before you do anything and taking that little bit of extra time and those little changes eliminates some of that power imbalance and gives them power and, you know, makes them feel like, like, oh, I'm a part of this. Like, I'm not coming here to have something done to me. I'm a part of this. 1000%. And I think, I think exploring that, that like, at least in, in, in my case with, you know, it's provider, parent and child, exploring that triangle of, I'm just one piece of your care. Like parent is another piece and child is another piece. And all three of us have to understand what's happening. We have to understand the importance. But often when it's, I'm the doctor, I got my, you know, I went to the school, all the schooling, I know better than you. It's, yeah, it's not a triangle. It's, it's, I'm better than you. I know more than you listen to what I say. And like, how much change are you going to affect seeing someone for four minutes, just telling them everything they've done wrong and then walk out of the room? Yeah, I, I think to to really have people that are insured or not insured that you know those those 50% of people that didn't see the dentist last year to get them coming to you know to do coming to you regularly and taking care of their health it's involving them in their health like giving them ownership of their health because it is their health i can't care more about your teeth or your health than you do and when I come in and act like I know everything that you don't and, and you have to listen to what I say and you've been a bad kid and you've been a bad parent, like, no, it's your health. I can give you, you know, the updated research on a certain topic or a certain, you know, treatment choice, but really it's, it's up to you. And so that's when I, when I'm talking about treatment, I always give that as a first option to parents. Like, I mean, here's your, here's your options. One, you can do nothing. This is, this is, you know, your kid, this is your mouth. You can always do nothing. And this is probably what'll happen or we can go this route or this route. This is maybe why I'd go this route. Let's talk about it. Where does that land with you? And yeah, I, I've seen a lot of success with that. Before I ask you about your toothpaste, which I don't think is available in Canada, which like, is it? I got to ask because I, I think we had, I think we weren't for a minute and we may be, I know we're available on Amazon now. I checked Canadian Amazon and it, it didn't come up. Let's make that right. If it's not, if we're not in Canada right now, then let's make it happen. Okay, we I'm love excited. Canada, by the way. I'm like, oh my God. I want to be Canadian. You we, do? we went to Banff this last summer. We're going to Banff again this summer. Like my dad grew up in Calgary. I want, I want to be Canadian. I, like I, oh when God. I was there, I'm like, I'm Canadian now. I love, I love it. Yeah. Super, Aww, like, that's super so clean. Nice to hear. Pe- people were so nice to us. Like, do you live near the, what's the little like famous part where they have like the film festival in Salt Lake. Yeah, Sundance Film Festival. Yeah. What's yeah. what's that area called? The 
So there, I mean, there's Park City, which is like where- Park City, that's what I'm thinking of. I always want to go there. Yeah. So Happy Tooth is like 20 minutes from Park City. Oh, cool, cool, cool. Everything's close here. Yeah. Come visit. Salt Lake's the best. Oh my God. I I really, really do. I want to go to that Park City place and do like like a winter kind of vacation when it's wintry. Yeah. So Banff, Banff felt a lot like Park City should. Yeah. Park City's, I think, a little bit bigger now and and it is what it is, but like I felt at home in Banff because it, yeah, it's a lot like Park City. So I love it. I'm Canadian and I've never been to Banff, but I've been like Vancouver, Victoria. I'm in Toronto area. But anyways, this is my important question for you that I, I talk about on Instagram all the time. How do you feel about tongue scrapers? Tongue scrapers. I'm for it. Oh my God. Yeah. They're the best. Yeah. Yeah, I think if you're not using one, go you're look gross. at your tongue. Yeah, yeah, go like lick lick your skin and smell it. Tell me how your tongue's doing. And I asked, like, I ask every dentist this, like, why is it not more common that people are using tongue scrapers? Like, it should be like a toothbrush. Like, when I go to the dentist, they should be like, oh, and here's your complimentary here's, little tongue, here's your tongue scraper. scraper. Yeah, great question. I think that's a market that should be disrupted. Like, okay, I need happy I need tooth, to create happy tooth tongue, scraper. tongue scrapers. Yeah, I mean, we got. Let me just show you here. We got toothpaste like crazy. We got toothbrushes. We got whitening strips. We're waiting on, we got floss coming out and mouth rinse. But tongue scrapers needs to be on our on our docket. That 100%. needs to be something that happens. In that regard though, like there's a lot of just, I, I don't think dentists do an awesome job at explaining anything, especially dental companies and like toothpaste companies. Toothpaste should be looked at way more as a supplement than this thing that's actually cleaning your teeth. Because because we'll go, we'll brush with toothpaste and then we'll go drink water. No, that rinses the toothpaste right off. And that's not common knowledge. The toothbrush is going to clean your teeth. The toothpaste needs to sit on your teeth for two or three hours to act as the supplement you need it to. And so that should be that that should be common knowledge just like the tongue scraper like we should let toothpaste sit on our teeth we shouldn't we shouldn't sit and rinse or go drink water after let the toothpaste be spit it out let it just sit on your teeth that is to you me just, just as mind. important as as tongue scraping like toothpaste itself if you rinse it off sure i mean you're going to get a little bit of absorption into the teeth even you know just by brushing but you're going to get significantly more you're going to get what you're using toothpaste for that enamel you know rebuild if you're letting it sit on the teeth for two or three hours this is nuts because every time milo brushes his teeth i'm like hey rinse your mouth rinse your mouth and if he doesn't i'm like oh like kids 100 percent. well and that's kind of the crazy thing too about toothpaste i don't want to go too far down this rabbit hole but because i am a toothpaste nerd but actually I'm, i'm really not i'm just teeth but most toothpaste most grocery store toothpaste has a poison control warning on it so to me it like that alone is like yes rinse that off your teeth you know but first why do we have poison control warning on our toothpaste why do we have chemicals that we're so worried about kids swallowing or adults swallowing that we would have to call poison control like we've gone away from a lot of those things in our day-to-day deodorant shampoo household cleaning supplies but we're still fine putting it in our mouth which is kind of spooky but yeah two like why do we have something that we have that, that that is shouting at us to rinse off? Let it sit. Let that toothpaste sit. Is the Happy Tooth toothpaste like natural? Because right now Milo is still using the toothpaste that 
they don't have to spit out into the sink. And he tried using like a quote unquote big boy toothpaste where you spit it out, but he doesn't like it. He doesn't want to do that. So we're still just using the one that he can swallow and let it sit in his mouth. So should adults... Because one of my questions was, when do they have to switch to the kind of toothpaste that has whatever it is in it where you have to spit it out in the sink? Yeah, great question. So really, the point of toothpaste is to remineralize your enamel, to strengthen like as a nice little supplement for your enamel. So we found two things on this planet that do that, that help strengthen and rebuild your enamel. First is our saliva. Our saliva does it through a mineral called hydroxyapatite on its own. That's happening all day. We consume carbs and sugars. We break it down into acids. That breaks our teeth down. And our saliva uses hydroxyapatite to rebuild our teeth. Happening all day, whether, you know, no matter what we're doing. Toothpaste either needs to be either have fluoride or hydroxyapatite. Those are the two minerals we found on this planet that are going to rebuild our teeth. Fluoride became the easiest thing for a long time to put into toothpaste, to put into water supply. And the research is there. It does help rebuild our teeth. And so that's that's the thing you're talking about. At what age do we start doing toothpaste that has fluoride? And that's kind of the mainstream and what we've been doing for years. The scare there is what is fluoride doing to the rest of our body over a long period of time? And there's some kind of spooky new evidence that fluoride might not be the best thing for us um, long-term. It's not natural to our body, but it does. It does. There's clear evidence that it does rebuild your teeth, right? So toothpaste either needs to have fluoride to rebuild your teeth or hydroxyapatite, which is what our body already has. And that's what Happy Tooth Toothpaste has. That's what a lot of natural toothpaste brands have is hydroxyapatite. And that is less mainstream, less commonly used. I think the dental community at large isn't quite there with it, even though the research is. It's just as effective, go figure, as fluoride because it's what our body's already using to rebuild your teeth. We're just supplementing. We're putting enough into into toothpaste to now supplement and kind of give you an extra boost. So here's the problem with training toothpaste or toothpaste you can swallow is it doesn't have typically either of those things. It doesn't have fluoride because we're scared of kids swallowing at a young age. We should be scared of adults swallowing it and, and lifetime use of it at least, you know, in toothpaste quantities. And it doesn't have hydroxyapatite for the most part. Most training toothpaste don't. So really, you might as well just brush with water. Not the end of the world. You're, you're still going to clean the teeth, but you're not going to rebuild them. And so, yeah, happy to toothpaste. I wanted to create a toothpaste that's not like every grocery store toothpaste. It's all natural ingredients. And it has that, that other mineral, hydroxyapatite, that helps strengthen the teeth. So yeah, I'd get your kiddo some hydroxyapatite toothpaste. Some happy toothpaste. Hey, we're going to send you guys some. I don't care oh my God. if we're shipping Thank to Canada you. or not. We're going to figure it out. We'll send you. We got, I got to show you these because I'm so proud of these. My kids, my like kids are the saying they, they, they hate like the mint, like that foaming, burning, tingly fl- like feeling. The spicy. <laughs> the spicy, exactly. So the funny thing is, is grocery store toothpaste. Those things are marketing ploys. Those are, those are from chemicals that are just meant to make you feel like your mouth is clean but they're not doing anything. They're not rebuilding teeth. So we created like a really soft mint. It's called fresh mint. My kids love it. It's not spicy. So do you use that as an adult? hundred percent. Oh my 100%. God. I'm so excited. Yes. Yeah. And then my kids love this one. It's vanilla frosting. It like tastes like they're like some of our reviews are like, I have to hide this for my kid. And then we just came out with this one. This one's really fun. It's like a sweet orange. 
which seems different. Yeah, they're great for kids, adults, and we're we're off to the races with creating. I, I mean, essentially. I got a lot more traction within in my little small corner of the world with this practice than I ever thought that I would by being on social media and treating the dental visit as this happy, silly, fun spot. I got a big wall that says bite me on it. I got tattoos. I got all these things and I dress a funky way, normal, not in a white coat, but that like, there's something to this that we have going on in this small corner of the world. And so Ultimately, my mission is to change the perception of dentistry, to let dentistry be this way, to not be so sterile or boring. And now we're, we're doing it in the product field because that's, I can't be in 1,000 different practices around the world, but let's make products that are silly and fun and loud and clean and safe. So yeah, we're, we got like five more products we're launching over the next little bit, but. Okay. Well, I'm going to wait for your tongue scraper. Yes. Happy tongue. Yes. Happy tongue. Get the happy tongue. Yes. I love it. Okay. So if we go on our winter vacation to Salt Lake City, then I'm going to bring Milo by the office. Do it. 100%. Yeah. We'll take care of him for free. Uh, Like on the house. Easy, easy. Yeah. Uh, I love it so much. So what are your plans for the future before I let you go? Like any, like I was thinking like you should have a YouTube channel, right? Yeah. Great question. Yes, I should. Should. I mean, I've been at this, my practice for just three years and it's been, you know, from the ground up. And I thought I would, you know, initially I did start like a little YouTube channel. We were doing, you know, a podcast type thing. We were doing, we were everywhere all at once and I had time for it. And now that I'm seeing as many kids as I, like as humanly possible and my kids are getting older, I feel like I'm taking on less and less in my life and just doing what I'm really good at. But that being said, like there, there's a need for it. There's a need for this new, this new kind of fresh take on dentistry. So I got to find the time. I got to find the time to be on YouTube. I got to find the time to be more active, you know, pushing this mission. But I think, I think like overall, you know, what is, what does the future look like? I'm going to continue to do dentistry differently, whether it's in my practice or with my products company we started a foundation um, that's doing dental charity different. And that's it. I, I really want that 50% of people that didn't see a dentist last year, probably because of fears or misunderstandings or, or whatever it may be. I want those people to come back. I want to, I want the younger generation of dentists. I want the kids to be like, yeah, that guy looks different and he's a dentist. I want to look like that. And, and we get that. And so not that I look cool or any type of way, but I'm just me. And I want people to be just them when they go out and be healthcare providers. And I think I think we'll have a, a lot better like health outcome in large. And so that's where I'm at the next little bit. But yes, I mean we have a small little YouTube channel from from our TikToks and Instagrams we post, but I you know I just haven't dedicated enough time to it. Do you know Miss Rachel? No. On YouTube, she's like a YouTube for kids. Like I picture you doing that in your office, like teaching kids about going to the dentist. I need to do it. I need to do okay. it. Let's I do feel it. like everyone that everyone that comes on my podcast, I'm like, listen, I got an <laughs> I idea got, for you. <laughs> look, I, I, like that's the thing. I I need to dedicate the time. It's tough. It's just tough. Like I when I'm know. at work, I want to be fixing teeth. Like trying to trying to even get this hour together has. I think it's taken us like a month or two. I'm, I'm <laughs> not. You. I'm sorry about that. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. No problem. But, 
but uh, we're at it. We're, you know, doing our best day by day. Well, thank you so much for this conversation. It was lovely to have you on. I discovered you on TikTok. So thank you. I'm excited that you came on and we will share all this information with my listeners. Okay. Thanks for having me. Come pull up to Park City, bring the kiddo in. Let's ski and uh, get some teeth cleaned.